Yeah, we made national news, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> national news, Fox News to be exact, but not for what you'd expect, and you'll see why. Hey, hey, I'm Austin. I'm Colin. And welcome to the third episode of the Austin and Colin Show, and boy, are we excited to do this again. We talk about all the wildest things in Nashville. We talk about Nashville hot takes. We talk about dating life in Nashville. We do some random raps, we do puns, and we do a ma lot more. A ma lot more. Wow. <laughs> We've got a great uh, show planned for you. Uh, you know what, Austin? We gotta talk about what's new in our lives. Yes. Uh, and uh, let's start off with, we just released a great video. It's called Welcome to Nashville Part Three. Um, that just came out recently, and if you watch that, I really appreciate you watching it. Uh, it means a lot. Um, we spent, you know, a couple months working on it, and boy, did it turn out great. And you know, and I'm, you know, what makes me happy is that a lot of people said we stepped up the game and outdid ourselves again, which is all we could have ever asked for. We did like a launch party, and boy, was it great. A lot of y'all came out, and man, we are so appreciative. Uh, Austin, what are your thoughts on the launch of the video so far? Man. Welcome to Nashville. It was a labor of love. We felt that it was time for this video to come out, and so we worked tirelessly over a long period of time to make it happen. We can't thank uh, the people who sponsored it, just the people we collaborated with to make it happen, and the response of Nashville and everyone has been fantastic. Um, it meant a lot to me personally because the night we finished filming, literally that night, I had a baby girl, yeah, in the hospital, and um, it what's, was... What's her name? Uh, Lily. Hmm. And shout out to Lily. You're the best and you rock. And so, yeah, so now I have Welcome to Nashville, which has performed really well on social media. You know, probably <laughs> at least over a quarter million views and different likes and shares, which is fantastic. Wow. But it's not the most meaningful thing in life. That's right. What also is meaningful is that now I have also have a baby girl. That's amazing. Uh, two claps for Austin for having a baby. <laughs> you rock. You rock. Um, you know what, that's fantastic. Uh, what else is new? Uh, I'm trying to think. What I else mean, what else is new? We are now taking our company, you know, Mac and Cheese Media, along with the Austin and Colin brand, and getting to do these fun musical videos for other people. So, if you want something fun, whimsical, enjoyable, outside the box, hit us up, because we work with people in Nashville like you, and we love you, so, mwah. I think it's time to get into the show, mm. because we've got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about, and uh, I'm kind of excited about it. Videos of the week. Uh, yeah, we made national news, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> national news, Fox News to be exact, but not for what you'd expect, and you'll see why. Night. Time now for Night Court to Tennessee, where the city of Nashville is suing an entrepreneur who's hot tub there, wheels yep. is one of the There's Austin and his wife. Vehicles. Music City, however, wants a judge it, to shut down the mobile tub <laughs> that its owner, Guy Williams, is operating a public swimming pool without a permit. Mm. Williams, for his part, tells Fox News at night his hot tub doesn't meet the requirements. <laughs> there we are. There they wow. are again. And the cost of defending himself would likely put him out of that business. It, uh, wow, Colin. Wow is all I have to say. Before we get into what actually happened, from a actual perspective of somebody who stumbles upon that, it looks like... We are just raging <laughs> in this hot tub going through downtown. And I guess it's technically our fault that it looks like that because 
What actually happened was we got invited to take the inaugural ride. The first ride ever. First ride so ever. So the hot tub was still pristine and untouched. That's right. Clean, no diseases, no dirt. Not that it has it, but it obviously could. Um, but we were the first ride ever. And man, we made a video about it. And you know, we always do make our videos the, you know, uh, the, the most best. amplified version of <laughs> yeah. what happened. The most lit fam. Yeah, the most lit fam dope videos we can, which is why we, I mean, I, I don't even know if we consumed a singular beverage that night. But anyway, it's funny because now that Nashville is under attack for its transpotainment industry, mm -hmm. They decided to use it as a uh, vehicle, no pun intended, to showcase what is going on here in Nashville yeah. with these entertainment they vehicles. Even, they didn't even ask for our permission for it. And this nope. video was from four years ago. Four? Right? I, sure. I think I, it was yeah. three or four years ago. Yeah, it was during the We were in a completely draft. different place in life. <laughs> but uh, this, that was kind of back when the transportainment industry was in its infant stage, I think, still. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, it's just really interesting that they used our footage like on national news across like, I think they even showed clips on the Jimmy Fallon yeah, show. Yeah, I said like we had a, you know, we just had a baby girl and my wife is just in there yeah. like depicted as raging. All that to say, let's use this <laughs> to actually chat about what's happening in Nashville sure, with sure. the transportainment yep. stuff. So essentially these vehicles, tractors, trucks, just a chair taped to wheels and different cars have been rolling the streets full of people with alcohol on them, you know, yelling, raging, dancing, standing, rocking, dancing on these things. And they haven't been regulated for yeah. the most part until now. I mean, I mean, if we're being honest, it was kind of like there was a point a couple years ago where it was just like everybody started making these vehicles. Yeah. And it went on, I mean, it just went unhinged so quickly. It felt like one of these things where, you know, it was like, this is a new industry that has been created. Let's all try and capitalize. And now that things are potentially happening where there's some injuries, some other maybe safety things, yeah. they just came out and said no more alcohol on these vehicles starting December, I believe. Mm -hmm. And guess what? What is the number one thing that these vehicles use to get tourists to get on them? Alcohol. Oh, I mean, that's maybe my perception, but I think that's actually, you know, a pretty safe thing to say yeah. that most of the people who are riding on these I, I hate to are say consuming it. it. I hate to say it, but they're pretty synonymous with each other. Right. Alcohol, transportation, attainment, they go hand in hand. They do. And the, it begs the question, would these transportainment uh, industry slash vehicles do just as well without the alcohol. And what, what I do you think, think, well, let me tell you what, I think no. <laughs> uh, but I do believe that. I guess you could still pregame yes. beforehand. Well, yeah. I do believe there will be some things that change about the legislation from what I read. However, I think it was kind of like a, what, what do they call it, a spank <laughs> to try and wake up these vehicles to try and get them to be more safe and different things like that. However, if you take away alcohol, these you know, vehicles are going to lose business and potentially some are saying they're going to put them out of business. Wow. Completely. Legislation, transportainment yeah. coming to a head. And we might have some pictures here of, of the transportation industry going on strike recently, which oh. is actually very interesting. And when they did go on strike, they actually were partying while doing it. And blocking traffic and blocking from traffic. people coming on to work. So it really puts you in an inter interesting place because 
I understand that you can't just throw regulation out there so quickly like this and kind of blindside people like this, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe these things should have been discussed a long time ago when these people were, you know, building their, their own businesses or right. whatever. Um, but then there's a lot of dynamics such as the fact that it's hard as a local to go downtown mm -hmm. and to truly enjoy the experience when you've got a group of 50 uh, women screaming from all sorts of directions. It's kind of jarring. Yeah, and, and it's very evident that like for some reason when you get on this elevated vehicle, the tourists, they literally find you and they when you make yeah. eye contact, they just like look at you and go, yeah. I mean, that's just been a no. consistent across the board. I, I enjoy I enjoy taking walks downtown. Yeah. And I will walk around kind of like the outskirts of town and they will still find you and you'll hear like echoes of like, and then yeah. you'll they'll round the corner and it's just like, <laughs> and when I'm listening to my peaceful music, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't appreciate, yeah, I don't appreciate that as a local, personally. Yeah, personally. Um, now, but let's say this, look, we're guilty, right? In our latest Welcome to Nashville video, we're on a party bus. Yeah, we are. We've done a video on a pedal tavern. We've obviously done one dunking in a hot tub, but here's the only other thing I'll say. I don't know, where, where, do, we me, land, where, do, we end, where do we land on this what, issue? We don't know yet what happens when this legislation comes into play, and all of a sudden, your groups of tourists feel like they have to get their intake in before they on take onto the vehicle. But then, but and that might <laughs> lead to some safety concerns and some potential injury or death. Yikes. All that to say, there may be some concerns that arise that we, that are unforeseen because of this legislation. Yeah. And I understand there has to be some things that come into play, some regulations, because we do want to keep people who come here safe and, and that. I just hope it doesn't really, you know, shut down somebody's livelihood. Can I, can I get, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the people that have built these businesses and potentially make a living off of it, which is, and, and that also just connects to like, if the booze is not there, they might lose their business entirely. Yeah, they might lose their boozeness. Let us know what you think in the comments about this one. It's a tough, it's a really tough question. Um, you know, Nashville is always expanding quickly and sometimes it's just, we don't know exactly uh, what the right move is in these scenarios. And it's gonna be interesting how this whole thing pans out. Yeah, if anyone, you know, wants to put out like a really long-winded comment that actually explains what they think and you are, you know, you use rationale, I would love to read it. Um, that would be great. I'm introducing a new segment this time, okay. Colin. Uh, and it's really, I mean, it's its a really crazy new segment. It's called Question of the Day. Woo! And yeah. today's question is a special one. The question is, how long does fall last in Nashville? Hmm. Do you want my answer I would right love now? your answer, Colin. Well, personally, I think that... Uh, fall in Nashville lasts for about one week. Okay. And we are currently in the middle of it. Actually, I think we're on the tail end of it because I, I like to think of fall as like 70 to 50 degrees and we're already tailing on the low end of that. Uh, and it really? went literally from like, it went from like 90 degrees every day to like 50 degrees in like the matter of a week. The, and the trees are already yellow and we're missing it. And it's like, you better take advantage of this time right now because it's running out. I'm gonna take your week and take it one step further. I think you get a week of fall but it gets spread out over the course of two, three months, and you get one day here of fall, and then it's like winter or it goes back to yeah, a summer. That's, that's a good and point. then you get 
two days of fall, yeah. and then it goes either winter or summer, and it increasingly gets more winter Excuse than it does me. summer, <laughs> but then you still get only yeah. one day of fall in between. <laughs> so you're saying it's like seven days mm -hmm. spread out the course of like three months. That's right. That's a, fair, that's a fair assessment. Which means the moral of the story, if you get a day of fall, soak it in with all you got. I don't even care if you go as basic as to go get yourself a pumpkin spice Ugh. beverage from a local coffee establishment oh, or a national chain. <laughs> um, but go take advantage because Nashville is the worst at giving you a little <laughs> teaser and then taking it all away from you and it can play with your emotional stability yeah. if you're not strong. Hey, you so know, stay strong, you weather emotional right. people. Stay strong. You know what I like to do, Austin? What do you like to do? Me and my friend Steven like to go to uh, the Natchez Trace. Ah, the Natchez Trace. Is that right? Is that, the, is that the long, Natchez Trace? Like the long... Natchez? Natchez, Natchez. <laughs> this Natchez is a great... Trace. This is the uh, question of the day. Is it Natchez, Noches, or Notches? <laughs> Buenos Natchez Trace. <laughs> we like to go in as Mini Cooper down the, uh, the Natchez Trace for about an hour, and it's really fun because you get to see all the trees mm. and everything. You get a nice... And I mean, the trees really are beautiful right now. You know, yes. your purples, your yet rello, yet <laughs> your, your rellos and your yeds. Side note: I can't speak, but uh, no, it's a good time. That's what I, that's my tradition in fall. Nashville hot takes. Our first Nashville hot take, and it is not Nashville related. It's a national hot take. Ooh. You cannot celebrate Christmas. Before Thanksgiving! <laughs> ah! There's some people burning in their PJs right now, Colin. <laughs> this is controversial. Man, would you like to know what I think? I would love to know what you think. I think this mostly comes down to the Christmas music for me. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I understand like the Christmas lights, all the decorations and everything. But if you start playing Christmas music right now, before Thanksgiving is over, you are in the wrong. Mm. Uh, you know, personally, if I never heard Christmas music again, I would be happy because, you know, when I hear Mariah Carey's uh, song um, 30,000 times on the radio, it makes me want to um, take something sharp and <laughs> shove it directly into my eardrum. Um, but I will say, you got to give Thanksgiving its own time to celebrate what it mm. is because there's a time to be thankful and then there's a time to celebrate Christmas. Mm. Great response. You know, this response is going to come from somebody, me, who loves Christmas. I actually enjoy Christmas music, Colin. I will engage in Christmas activities. In fact, it's one of my wife and I's favorite pastimes. Uh, but she will tell you, and I've lightened up a little on this, but I used to almost physically assault you if you were bringing down a tree before Thanksgiving or playing any tunes around my household that have to do with Christmas before Thanksgiving, and here's why. I believe that if you do that, number one, I'm trying to be a respectful person in the world, and that is disrespectful to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who, is, actually I do know who started it, I think it was the Pilgrims yep. or whatever, but you are just being disrespectful to Thanksgiving. Like literally it's like you don't matter, we're skipping past you. Imagine if you had a birthday yeah. and your brother's birthday was after yours and everyone's like, hey, I can't wait for your birthday, Colin's yeah. brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Birthday. That's what we're doing at Thanksgiving yeah. every single time. You play a Christmas song or you go to try and watch a Christmas movie. And guess what? I love Christmas as much as the next yeah. guy. Look. I get it if you're mad about this and that's okay. Would love to sit down and have a nice fall beverage, not Christmas beverage, and talk about it. Yeah. But 
I think we have to just take a stand as a country and maybe we need to start a march mm -hmm. um, or something um, because I think we have to like come together on this because there's too much gray area now and the stores follow in suit. Now freaking Black Friday is like on Thanksgiving and it's Christmas stuff. It, pretty soon Black Friday with Christmas presents is going to be before Thanksgiving. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Carter, I, this is yeah. one of those where the rants are like high pitched. People are going to be like, he was almost annoying in that yeah. rant. But you know, I'm passionate. Let me let me get a close up real quick, and then Carter in post. I would like you to put some sad music behind this, mm. almost like one of those. Um, what is the SPCA or what is the animal? Oh yeah, in the yeah. Give me some royalty free sad music, uh, Carter. Yeah. Think about the turkeys. Think about um, the family time and being thankful, and maybe you know, be respectful of those that want to appreciate that holiday. Um, that's all I ask for because you know what? Sometimes Thanksgiving can be forgotten about. And it's not all about uh, the Christmas celebration. You gotta, you gotta be thankful as well. Flip it to me. Give me some time. <laughs> Santa will have his time. Santa will be okay. But the pilgrims and the Indians, he's gonna cry. And all those times that they spent trying to bring thanks to the country. And I'm sure there's some political stuff that people are going to say is not actually <laughs> accurate right now and it was actually oppressive and that's fine. I know I need to know more about it. But all I'm saying is as long as Thanksgiving is a holiday, respect it as such and let us give thanks. Because if you just experience giving cheer and Santa before you're thankful for what you have, you don't even know why you gave what you gave in the first place. Anyway, uh, that was stuff. a good one. <laughs> that was our first national wow, that, was, that was only one, yeah. Yeah, and these we can get through pretty quick. Uh, so the second Nashville hot take is that the new Publix on Gallatin Road, I think there's even one in Capitol View, they're basically like mini replicas of a grocery store, and it actually becomes extremely inconvenient yeah. when you visit. I've got, a, I've got a few interesting thoughts about this because... <laughs> um, you know, everybody is kind of like, kind of pooping on the Kroger. <laughs> on but like physically? Uh, well, I mean, I don't doubt it because like people have been stabbed there and I believe somebody was murdered there, unfortunately. But um, that was a reason for people to go, we need something better than this. Because let's be honest, the, you know, the people that are living out here now mm -hmm. are like, we want something really nice and fancy. Mm -hmm. And that's where they go, oh, guess what? We've got a Publix and boy, is it real fancy. Mm. And, and you know what, Publix is just kind of like this higher end grocery store that you're like, mm -hmm. I can't wait for that because it's gonna be real. You know, the quality is gonna be up there. The service is gonna be better. Um, but there's a few drawbacks in my opinion, at, at least from living down the street from one and going every day. This is, what, this is what I've experienced there, okay? Share, please. Because I've been to your Publix in Bellevue. Yes. Which is large yes. and spacious yes. and beautiful mm. and, it is and it's warm and yes. it's, and it's a welcoming and everything. Mm -hmm. You go to this Publix on Gallatin and let me tell you, it's too small. Mm. They tried to cram the Publix experience into the space of half of what it should be. A basement. And okay, so here's the thing. Nowadays, a lot of people like to go to the self-checkout thing because yep. that's very popular because A, we don't want to talk to people and B, maybe it's a cleaner experience or whatever. And you don't have to deal with people. We like Somebody to like me things. that gets socially anxious, I'm like, I don't want to talk to a, uh, I don't want to talk to a cashier, I'm sorry. 
But this place has like three self-checkout things. So when you go on a busy Monday night when everybody's buying groceries, you're gonna be waiting in line for the self-checkout down to the dairy aisle, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, um, and you and people are getting mad. And here's the other thing, Austin. Yes. Let me tell you. Uh -oh. Okay, this is what really gets me. I can tell. Let's uh, <laughs> tell you. When you um, go to the self-checkout, yes. it is expected, I believe, that you should be self-checking out with five items or less. Okay. Right? Would you agree with that? I mean... Unless not you're, in a, if you're going to be buying groceries for the week or the next two weeks, I'm right. you should not be going no, to the self-checkout. Agreed. And I, I cannot agreed. tell you how many times I go to the Publix, and there are people there buying veggies and their dairies and their eggs, and and uh, their cosmetics, and all, and there is like a huge treasure trove of stuff, and they will be stuck there at their self-checkout out of three, for like ten minutes straight, and I'm waiting down. Um, at the at the bathroom of Publix, waiting for them to hurry up. Well, and then and then on top of that, I get one of the workers to go, "Sir, would you like uh, to come to the? Uh, sir, I can check you out over here." And I go, "No, I want to self-check myself out because I came here <laughs> underdressed to not have to speak to people. I came here because I just want to get a protein bar and a little bit of milk. That's all I came here for. But instead, I'm waiting in line like I'm at the DMV. In the last Nashville hot take um, is that the Green Hills Chipotle is <laughs> going downhill and we don't know if there's anything that's gonna stop it. I love how specific that hot take is. That's just what makes it so good. But I used to live across from the, the Green Hills Chipotle. And I used to go consistently. And yeah. I actually dated a girl, a great girl, uh, from that Chipotle. Uh, and it was always a good experience. And I think Chipotle nailed the, the customer experience mm. and the, uh, the consistency of their items and everything. Uh, that was what they, their staple, that's what they built their, their house on, a yeah. solid foundation. Yes. I went to the Green Hill Chipotle recently. <laughs> and let me just tell you about my, the experience that I had. Please. I walked in and there was two workers <laughs> with a full line of people. Yeah, which we know, one, one I the, mean, there's an understaffing problem. One of the workers' kids were playing with crayons and throwing cheese all over the floor. <laughs> And the place was disgusting. I also went into the bathroom and let's just say should not have gone in there. Um, I was walking through the, uh, the you know, the, uh, what's it called? Like the, the... Dining room? It's <laughs> walking through the process of, oh, of getting my burrito at the line or whatever. It's oh. walking through... Let's walk it through the line and they didn't have chicken ready. They didn't have the salsa ready. And I, w I was just standing there for like 10 minutes, and they, there was no hustle. It was just sad. What has Look, happened to Chipotle? Well, I know. And, and, and here's the, the, it's kind of, it's a sadness more than an anger for me. Number one, the understaffing problem. I understand yeah, that. You're no, not going to be true. staffed. That's However, true. it seems like, take Chipotle out of that scenario, since... It's prime. It has just consistently in quality, in service, in taste, kind of slipped, if you will. That doesn't mean they can't pick themselves back up and return to greatness, yeah. but I'll put it this way. I scrolled through DoorDash the other day and Chipotle comes up and immediately my insides naturally get excited. <laughs> and then I remember that I live in a day where Chipotle is not as good as it yeah. used to be and the consistency that we know like and trust is gone so sad. and that eliminates my ability to say I know that I want Chipotle but and I can't enjoy it I hope I hope we see a day soon 
that Chipotle regains our faith. I did see that they introduced a new meat <laughs> brisket, and I go, if you Wait, can't what? even get my chicken bowl right, oh. how are we introducing a smoked brisket? Because yeah. we all know brisket is something that takes some attention to detail. Yeah. If you get it together, Chipotle, come on. Please, for the sake of Austin and Colin, because we'll be your biggest supporters. Colin used to eat four burritos a week, and he used to have some serious time in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, Colin, it's time for one of my favorite segments. It's called Nashville Restaurant Freestyles. Uh, what are you going to be freestyling about today? Uh, today, I'm going to be freestyling about one of our favorite new burger joints in town. It's called Joyland. Why don't you cue the beat? Joyland, Joyland, sorry I'm late. Burgers, fried chicken, biscuits, and shakes. Home of the crust burger, cheese on top, top, top. Three burgers on the Nashville block. Not a b-ball, but they sure gonna rock. King of the court, and they call him Sean Brock. If you want chicken, that'll melt your mouth. There is no doubt the South's gonna hear about Joyland. Wow. Boom. Honestly, wow. is, is this Broadway? Because those are some bars right there. Yeah, you know, they call me a river because uh, let's just say I've got a really nice flow. <laughs> Real quick about Joy Joyland. Yeah. Their chicken is unbelievably tender and their burger, I think, is one of the top five in my life. I just had a chicken sandwich and you basically go into a euphoric experience as you eat yeah. it. If you've watched The Chef's Table on Sean Brock or met him around town, I mean, Unbelievable attention to detail in everything he creates, mm -hmm. and Joyland is no exception. And what you love is you've got an elite chef doing kind of a fast food type concept, but that doesn't mean it lacks in the detail and quality yeah. and consistency. No, our producer, Sean, just had the donuts today. Yeah. And we've tried them too, but Apple they are cider. freaking amazing. They do breakfast, they do burgers, they do fries, curly or crinkle, if you know what I'm saying. And if you haven't been to Joyland, you haven't experienced one of the best restaurants in Nashville, go check it out. Oh boy, man, got a good Joyland. <laughs> <laughs> These are always hit or miss, but it's time for the Nashville pun battle. Yeah, ooh yeah. This topic is Nashville sports. And let me tell you what, I'm gonna burn you so bad, you're gonna get a tight tan. <laughs> uh, what, what the puck, Austin? Uh, first of all, um... <laughs> Colin, that laugh was pretty creepy. I mean, people are gonna start thinking you're a predator. Wow, that's pretty funny there, Austin. <laughs> uh, you know, that's gonna be running through my mind like a soccer team. Uh, I had just had lunch, and uh, I think it's about time I'm gonna have to loosen up my Vanderbilt. <laughs> well, I guess you could say that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> There was a squirrel that fell out of a tree recently and I wasn't able to catch it. But I will say, you know, I was sad about that, but I went inside and I poured myself a glass of water with a pitcher. And that's the base of all of my, you know, all my stories. Yeah! All right, that was pretty good. I got three in that one. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll come back at you next time with our pun battles. Uh. Dating in Nashville. 
So today we've got a special topic. It's one that uh, you know most people don't talk about. In fact, we had to have a little chat to even get there. But once you get there, you're like, hmm, interesting thought. So the question we have to talk about today in Nashville dating life is, should women meet halfway when it comes to the courting process? Or is it a man's job to pursue, you know, 90% or 100% and the women, to, you know, only have to come a little bit of the way? I appreciate when a woman, yes. although this is uh, against the no social norms right. of, you know, from since the 1800s okay. or, and before. 1400s. 1400s, the 1000s, whatever. Yes. Um, I am more a proponent or a uh, supporter of the belief that a woman should at least come 30 to 50% in uh, the conversation when it comes to <laughs> engaging in a potential relationship. The courting process. The courting process. So <laughs> I will like have conversations and I will ask question after question after question after question with nothing in return. And I would say that's the 90-10% approach where the guy is asking all the questions, right. trying to like, like begging to get any kind of answers out of this, you know, this right. person. To try to see you if they're interested. I mean? I think Whereas in a conversation, especially on like a dating app, a girl should be asking questions and engaging on both sides. Yeah, so you are basically saying that you would prefer a girl who, if she sees or has any interest, she mutually shows them as you express exactly. to her, and then you can meet in the middle. Give me a little bit back at the same time and if I don't get that then yes. I'm gone some people like, I will peace that's kind of that's just my yeah. method yeah some people might exclaim hey throw me a bone here exactly um, okay yeah. you know I used to watch a movie called Hitch yes and you know he was coaching um, I believe it was Kevin James on uh, kind of dating and he was saying the 90-10 principle he said the secret to a kiss is to go 90% of the way and then hold But you have to wait, and you yeah. cannot go 100% no, because you need to see that the other person is willing to take that step. Yeah. And, and so here's where I think it's unique in your scenario. Sure, you have guys on some spectrum that are more confident, more aggressive, may even enjoy the chase more, who want to go after a girl that's hard to get, and they like the persistency, and they like the mystery, and so does the girl. And they may be a better match because they're both kind of in that ecosystem. Yeah. However, there I think you're trying to bring awareness that there is a a ecosystem of yeah. men and hopefully females that like a different approach, yeah. which may be a little more <laughs> give be, and a little yeah. more take, and it doesn't matter which gender the party is. No, I mean, and I think, it, I mean, that might just come down to a specific preference for a woman or a guy or whatever. Like, women might be like, I want to be pursued and I want to be chased and right. until, like, to the point where, like, right they have taken care of that whole courting process. Right. But I personally enjoy when a woman can engage in a conversation and throw flirts back yeah. and can throw suggestions for potential dates at the right. same time. I think, you know, it's fair, you know, this conversation, some might enjoy it, some might get totally lost, some might go, <laughs> this is weird. But we're just trying to vocalize some of these things that come into play as we all fumble through, I say we all, at least the single people fumble through this dating life in Nashville, and uh, I mean, I'm I'll sit here and say, man, it, uh, uh, you know, my wife is, uh, as they call it in the, uh, you know, marriage terms, uh, the breadwinner of the family. But that's something that. Uh, oh, did you know what that means, Colin? Okay. 
So, uh, <laughs> no, just, does it mean that she makes more money than yeah, you? Yeah, she actually has the higher level of provision in the family bank account. Yes. Um, and, but you know what? I don't hold any um, insecurities about that, and I'm super proud of her. And, you know, I'm sure one day I have, uh, you know, some philosophies that I will equal that out, if not surpass <laughs> it. But right now, for the time being, she is, yeah, and I'm no, okay, okay with that, and that's, I'm confident fine, in that, yeah. and I love that. So, yeah. ought to say, we're all fumbling through this. I think if you had one sentence to sum it all up, what would your sentence be? Or what would you speak to the world of dating in Nashville in one sentence to wrap it up? Don't play hard to get. And lastly, Colin, how you doing? Where you at in life? If you feel like sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like sharing. Uh, you know what? This is an interesting time for uh, for the people of, of mental health uh, instabilities. Because mm -hmm. I would say right now, it's when it gets cold, it's when the sun goes down, and it's when you got to be extra vigilant in life. Because uh, you know what? It's not going to be easy for those of us that struggle with depression and anxiety, and it is definitely not easy for me right now. Right. So. What I would say, you know, as a suggestion for you and for myself is that you have to be vigilant and you have to work. Is that the right word? Diligent. Diligent. That's right. I think I mixed diligent and vigilant. Oh, both together. So be diligent and vigilant with your mental health. Don't let it slip away because it can really easily. Right. Uh, speak to somebody that, you know, for me, I think that's the most important thing is because when you are alone for too long, that's when things can really start to slip. So even if it's somebody, somebody you don't know well or if it's a family, just just talk to somebody. I think one of the best like healing things for <laughs> for mental uh, health is just speaking to somebody, even if it's just a dumb conversation. Just connect with a human. If you need medication, do what you need to do, uh, because right now, I'd say when it gets cold, that's when I struggle the most, and it might be what uh, you struggle with. So, if you and if you ever want to talk about this, I'm an open book. Uh, you can hit me up. Yeah, but that's kind of where I stand in my life uh, as, as far as right now because it's uh, I love it when it's warm outside and then things just really start to get interesting when it's cold because I hate being cold and it gets dark so you right. don't see the sun very often. Well, I'll just piggyback off that. I mean, we know where I'm at in life. I had a child. I'm figuring that out. That's great. But I'm going to piggyback off this. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, it's one of the biggest things I appreciate about you is that even when you are going through some hard times, you're willing to share it with people, right? Sure, we laugh out here on this show and do all of that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean you're not still struggling with anxiety and depression. A lot of people can kind of just kind of push that aside and not tell people that even though, because they're able to act happy-go-lucky on camera. Well, you're able to share that and I respect that. And I'll speak to people who might have people in their life who do struggle with anxiety and depression. And I would say yeah. the number one thing is be thinking about, even if they're laughing at a, yeah, at a yeah. table or laughing around the game night, that maybe exactly. they're still struggling with that. And don't be afraid to at least say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And if they don't want to give you anything, they don't want to give you anything. But they might just open up. Yeah. And if they open up, you don't have to give them, if you don't feel equipped to give them advice or anything, just listen. Yeah. Just listen. That's what I was going to say. Is just, like, just keep your door open to people and just maybe explore a little bit deeper with people because... I mean, me personally, I don't like, I try my hardest not to display when right. I'm not feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody, want, like, nobody wants to just make everybody else right. feel like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm right. just down right now. But I think, 
like not, you know, it's not prying, but like try to get a little deeper with people that you know and just try to get down to how they're really feeling. They might be feeling great, right? but a lot of times I know a lot of people that uh, on the outside are the happiest people in the world, but unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the time they are not the happiest people on the inside. Yeah. And I, I appreciate Austin a lot in my life because I think for most of my life up to when I was like 19 or 20 or even later, probably 22, 23, I was very closed off because I, for my most of my life, I didn't know that it was okay to <laughs> share my feelings. Right. And it's more than just being sad. Like there's a lot more to it than right. that. And it's okay to be vulnerable about that. And I want you to know that it is okay to do that. Do it with safe like, people. Yeah, safe do, people. do it with safe people because unfortunately there's people out there that would say, why don't you just cover that up and keep yeah. moving. But Suck it's, it up. Yeah, don't, yeah, you gotta talk about it. Talk about it with safe people. You gotta people. keep moving, but you gotta talk about it along the way because otherwise you're gonna implode. So just talk about it. We love you guys. We appreciate you watching our show. We appreciate you watching our content. We appreciate you sharing it, liking it, subscribing, whatever, because it gives us the energy and creative you know, fuel to keep doing this. So thanks for watching our show. Let us know what you think in the comments. Give us some detailed creative responses because we love reading them. And we'll see you next time on the Austin and Colin Show.